house looks just like the one next to it, and the one next to that, and the one next to that. A young couple live in it. Give Ken a kiss. <laughs> you are so obnoxious. With their three children. And something more. Something's funny going on here next door. Something, uh... We were wondering if maybe you had experienced any disturbances lately. What kind of disturbances? I don't know what happens over this house. I've never sensed anything like it. Thing is in there with my baby. They're hundreds. Now Steven Spielberg crosses a frightening new threshold into a world within our own. Its form is revealed. What is it? Its focus is clear. And the games are over. It knows what scares you. <clears throat> Hello, and welcome again to Cast Protection, a Stranger Things podcast. My name is Dave Atterbury, and as always, I am joined by my friends Jonathan Kreitz. Howdy. And the hair metal hero, Christopher Tyler. Oh, sorry, I got stuck in the light for a second. <laughs> <laughs> once again once again i contemplated trying to do a little quote from the movie at the beginning but chickened out at the last moment <laughs> that's all right <laughs> don't want the vault guys coming after us no know? joke yeah <laughs> i am one of the vault guys I, you can do it it's okay we don't have the pocket <laughs> on it that's all good so as a uh, hero hinted we are going to be talking about actually doing a commentary for uh Poltergeist, one of the movies we feel is a, a big influence on uh, Stranger Things, and as we're looking forward to the the run up to uh, season two and getting excited uh, by the the little teaser that popped up recently and new poster, and so we wanted to to do another commentary for you guys to enjoy. So here we are. Yeah, this uh, Poltergeist directly referenced by Joyce and Will in the show, so um, yeah, it's it's rather fitting. Looking forward to it. So I guess we should just dive on in and get this bad boy rolling. Yeah, let's do it. Sorry, I uh, I muted my mic there. I was being attacked by a cockroach. Oh, my God. <laughs> nice. It, so it begins. It begins uh, early. Seriously. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, there are giant cockroaches in Houston, if you didn't know. We kind of like are subtropical down here. And uh, nice. I'm just I'm sitting here on the living room floor, and one came out from underneath the couch. Uh, oh, awesome. Oh. 
we we're we're currently under attack here in Phoenix. Uh, the Palo Verde beetles are coming out because it's the start of the monsoon season, and uh, they're these beetles that that hide in tree roots for like three years growing, Ooh. and then they come out they come out to basically mate and die. But they're like kind of like cicadas then. What a yeah, they kind of like go. cicadas, but they're like eh, probably four and a half inches long. Oh dang. Maybe. Yeah, they're they're big boys and they're just like you know everywhere you go they they'll fly in your face and wow so yeah terror in the suburbs right now <laughs> I generally don't do well with insects that have more legs than most land animals so uh, oh. <laughs> alrighty well yeah let's uh so like Dave was saying um. There was a new, I mean, like the teaserist of teasers came out yesterday as we record this. And I think it was just basically in advance of like San Diego Comic-Con. And they announced, I guess it's a new, they bumped it up a few days in terms of the release date. Yeah, the release cool. date, right? It's going to be Friday, October 27th, I believe. Yeah, instead Gosh. of doing it on Halloween itself. So. Right. Which I'm so. Me. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm that's, so that's even better. Yeah. Get a whole weekend so, of just getting excited for Halloween by watching Stranger Things season oh, two. Yeah, and the guys from Cast Protection will be right there watching it and getting ready for some episodes for it. So that'll be good. Oh yeah, Heck yeah. Um, and like Dave said, you know, you know, if if, if Firestarter is kind of like a, you know, spiritual, uh, you know, uh, I was gonna say source, but like an inspiration for. Eleven story than the will part of the story and the upside down and all that. A lot of that, you know, you could see in Poltergeist. And so, even the, um, I don't know if you all seen when you were watching this or anything, at the very, very end when it gives the title and the poster for the movie and the title, it has this really cool thing where, like, the left half and the right half of the title kind of slide together and, like, there's like what looks like light shimmering up from the left half and down from the right half. Oh, and okay. it just kind of reminded me of the upside down even a little bit, the way it's kind of a mirror image of each other. All right, all right. I'll, nice. have, to, I'll have to see if I can send you all a picture of what I'm talking about. But anyhow, it's a, definitely, a, a, I think, a major inspiration for Stranger Things. So that's why we're doing it. Awesome. All right. So uh, in classic commentary style... What you'll want to do is you'll want to get your video source all set, and uh, if you've paused it correctly, then it should be at 0000 for your timestamp. And uh, much the way we do the commentaries, we'll do a countdown of 3, 2, 1, and go. On go, that's where you'll click play from uh, your pausing at 0000. That way you'll be all synced up. So, uh, Dave, do you have your video ready? I am ready to rock. Jonathan, do you have your video ready? I'm actually ready this time, yes. All right. And everybody out there on the Internet, do you have your video ready? Good. All right. So get ready for the countdown. Remember, we're, we're clicking play on go. Three, two, one, go. All right. So there's the MGM line. Rawr. Yep. Right on target. Yep. Classic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Stay on target. Um, yeah, so uh, this came out in 1982, which means I was about uh, three years old when this came out. And mm. I don't think I saw it. 
until I was probably still a little too young to see it, probably five or six, um, you know, when I had hit uh, cable or home video, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember it terrifying me. And I'll be honest, during my rewatch for this, uh, it terrified me again. <laughs> <laughs> So that's yeah, awesome. Um, it it this there's stuff in this that has stuck with me my whole life, oh, and uh, oh, yeah. fading in on a television. Hmm, how apropos. Uh, yeah, I saw this um, when I was eight, so that would have been about two years after it came out. I remember seeing it on tape at my aunt and uncle's house, and it stuck with me as well. There were two scary movies I was allowed to watch that summer. And this was one of them, and Jaws was the other one. And um, so thanks to Mr. Spielberg, I was afraid of the television and the pool. <laughs> and so my uh, yeah, awesome. my mom wasn't too happy that summer. But, uh, yeah. This, I probably did not see Poltergeist until I was in college. Wow. Um, I was born in 84, so... Okay. I think it was just one of those things where, like, we didn't watch a ton of scary movies growing up, and uh, I don't know. Maybe it was just a little too. Once I was in like junior high or high school, we were more watching like Scream or Halloween or more slashery right. movies, I guess. Right. And this one never really made the cut. And then uh, I just I think I downloaded it maybe in college off the Resident Network or whatever, and instantly fell in love with it though. Just between oh, okay. the the nostalgia of like the uh, the 80s and kind of being like the dark side of like the et story yeah. um just immediately oh, yeah. like really really fell in love with it and really enjoy it even to this day well it's it's funny like right from the get-go you know it, the plot kicks off basically because the tv's on and the you know and, and the station is signed off for the night and i think that by the time even when i saw this movie like two years later the TV stations weren't signing off at night anymore. Yeah. You know. Look, just so. in terms of filmmaking here, um, Toby Hooper, if it was Toby Hooper that directed this part of it, he, you just got the layout of the house and an introduction to all the characters wordlessly mm-hmm. with the dog walking around the house. It's yeah, right. No, that's a, good, that's a great point. And because the, you know, similar to The Shining or other movies like that, like kind of the geography of the home, it plays a huge part into the story. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Carol Ann. It's, it's funny because I, I, I want to show this movie to my kids, but it, I'll, I know I'll have to, like, I'll spend <laughs> this whole part of the edit. movie. <laughs> well, no, no, I'll, I'll spend this whole part of the movie trying to explain to them, like, this is how television was and how it used to sit on the floor and, <laughs> Stuff wasn't and you got a signal that went off at night. Yeah, you know what I mean. They were square. (laughs) Like I don't even I don't even think my kids. I'll be honest. Now that I'm sitting here watching this, I don't think they've seen Static on a TV screen. Why? Yeah. Why would you? They never have. I mean, the TV's always it's either input on or off. There's no. My children have never. They don't even know what this is. So it'll be very interesting to see what their take on it. Oh, the Star Wars toys. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be talking about that. And there's Craig T. Nelson, Mr. Incredible himself. And I was telling Dave earlier, has he ever looked like a young man? <laughs> like, seriously. He came out, he was born looking just like this. Hey, Mom. <laughs> yeah. 
All right, I gotta go be on coach for six years now. That was my introduction to uh, Craig T. Nelson was coach. I loved coach. Uh, that one just never did it for me. But uh, oh man, yeah, um, man, that's an iconic image right there of her hands on the TV. Um, yeah. So when I was rewatching this, at this shot, I just had the thought like I think one of the reasons I love this movie is that it's back in the day when like you know a lot of this hinges around the idea that the suburbs are actually a nice place to live and this suburb just happens to go to hell (laughs) as opposed to as opposed to movies now where they i I swear every other movie that's all they're saying is that the suburbs are hell and uh (laughs) do you know what i'm saying yeah yeah yeah, it's a fine distinction but yes i get what you're saying yeah so it's just kind of funny like yeah uh jerry goldsmith oh Oh, yeah yeah, this is a great Goldsmith score, it's which fantastic. Yeah, everyone always, uh, you know, everyone always talks about John Williams, and lots of people love Hans Zimmer, or you know, uh, I'm just trying to blink now, like Howard Shore, or, Shore, yeah, Alan Silvestri, whomever. But man, I feel like Goldsmith just is like, I could think of a dozen movies of his that have just fantastic scores and oh, a yeah. variety. A variety of styles. Like I feel like he really has a a broad range of styles. I guess is what I would say. Right. Yeah, I'd say the in the early the early Williams stuff too. And he, he, I don't think he got back to having that broad range of styles really until like uh, the Terminal, you know, where he kind of started doing jazzy stuff again. Um, right. But I mean, I, I know everybody bows down at the altar at Williams. I do too. I I probably like more Goldsmith scores though all the way through. <laughs> Yeah, he did some amazing ones that are all together. And this is, I mean, this is classic kind of Spielberg-y stuff here. This is oh yeah, rural America. Well, it's yeah. funny. I was thinking about that whole thing during the opening credits, and you see Steven Spielberg's name come up so much. And there's been a lot of talk in the intervening years about who directed the movie. Oh, Cooper, that Spielberg. is alcohol abuse right there. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> But I love. Um, I, I, I feel this is kind of like kind of like Empire. You know, George was there the whole time, even though it was directed by Kirshner. You know, this is kind of a Spielberg movie the way Empire was a Lucas movie. Yeah. So I don't know. Now here's another hilarious thing I, I have to explain to the kids. Like this is back when you you couldn't pause the television. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last so you were you were frantically trying to get back to not miss anything. <laughs> now here's the thing: I watch I watch a lot of football. Yeah. This is like a caricature of like guys watching football. These guys in this uh, scene right here. I don't know. <laughs> it depends on how <laughs> rowdy you're getting. Yeah, I guess you get so. The one guy on the phone is trying to do bets. You know, nowadays you just do it on your phone. <laughs> yeah, cell phone. So, so this has got to be like probably the best kids. Oh yeah, style. the Darth Vader action figure carrying case, uh, the Jeffrey from Toys R Us pillow, and a dead yeah, bird. Yeah, Star Wars dead bird. That's what I was say. Dead bird. The aliens poster. Which I saw the alien poster. Yeah, yeah. he's way yeah. too young. Way oh too young to watch Alien, but those records. These that you can tell uh, they're a little progressive. Oh, here comes. Uh, oh, they're yeah. absolutely a little progressive. We'll talk about that more later. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, and they're pretty well yeah, to watch, do for Watch Alien. You know, they got a Sony TV, which was, you know, 
Dave, yeah. you were just talking about the LPs you were getting. He's got a pretty sweet yes. hi-fi set up here. He's got the speak the speakers up on racks. So oh, yeah, look at the speakers up. Corner. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And well, honestly, it was funny, like, the things you noticed. Oh, my gosh. The dueling remotes. You gotta this love is this. Like, it, it, there, and there's, you know what? There's You could make one of those parody trailers out of the stuff in the beginning of this movie. It was like, you could put the happy music in. It's like, hey, it's a family sitcom about bad neighbors, you know? And it would totally play. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what's good about this. I mean, it takes its time to build up the atmosphere and establish these characters. You don't really get anything spooky till about 40 minutes in. You it's know. it's a, it's that slow build, yeah. Like it's it's just yeah. yeah. Man, yeah, until the furniture starts sliding, it's really not um not really scary yet. Yeah. And it's still not really scary at that point because of just how awestruck Oh yeah, Joe Beth Williams ass. Ooh. Sorry. <sighs> yeah, it's gonna happen. We're gonna end up going there in this one. Sorry. Really I was just good. gonna say I I actually looked up who shot this film because Matthew Lee even as she was going to, yeah because she, she was gonna put the bird into the toilet you know you can like see it in the shadow of her hand going down and like I just feel like there's lots of lots of great you know I don't know if y'all follow on Twitter or not that like one perfect shot but like where people will take like screenshots from different films and stuff but I feel like this movie just has one after the other just really. Mm-hmm. I don't know, really beautiful uh, compositions like that. Really good shots. It does. It's it's funny because Matt Matthew Leonetti's been around for a long time, and he's kind of a workman. A I mean, total he's workman. Done, uh, yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat. He was the, the I believe the cinematographer for, and then he directed the second one, which explains a lot. This is why you don't have your cinematographer direct unless you're there's certain ones that can cross over. He wasn't one of them. Right. right. Uh. Yeah, this this house is something else. It, it it's the it's the eighties California yuppie house. Oh yeah. That's exactly yep. what it is. Yep. Yeah, it's it's funny because I, I I moved every summer till I was twelve. So that but there's a bit of almost every house I lived in in the eighties in some part of this house. Except for that tree. That's a real weird tree. It's a weird tree. I know, and they even point out later, he's like, well, this is a real old tree. We wanted to keep it on purpose. I'm like, that is a gnarly-looking tree. No, that thing would be so gone out of my house. I don't blame yeah. you for being scared. It's right out your yeah. freaking window. Terrifying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's funny, as we record this, there are clouds like that coming across the sky. Oh, we had it We had um, it in Boston today, too. Yeah. I was just looking out the window. Yeah, I was like, wow, that's a little spooky. Uh, yeah, so I guess we should briefly touch on the uh, supposed curse of the Poltergeist films. Uh, yes. Because there's probably some people that haven't heard it. Um, a lot of weird stuff. Um, but, and it's it's all circumstantial. I don't put any value on it or anything. No, of but course it is not. interesting to talk about. Uh, Heather O'Rourke, who plays Carol Ann, uh, it was a very sick child, um, and I can't remember the disease that she died from, but she died during the filming of Poltergeist 3. Um, before that even happened, I believe um, the older sister was murdered by her boyfriend. Um, yes. Yeah, ter- terrible. Um, and I yeah, could I not figure that. out what issue of Captain America the sun's reading right there. I tried. Mm. Um, and... Um, yeah, also there's um, some skeletons in this movie later on that were not props. 
Um, they, were oh. actual, they were actual skeletons. Wow. Um, yeah. That I did not know. Yeah. Uh, but let's just go back to talking about the toys on his shelf. He's got the Hoth playset. <laughs> and I, that yes. tree, man. That, uh, it's, it's got it, a profile. It's, it's got a profile. It. It's got a face. It's gnarly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's got the Star Wars mm-hmm. bed sheets. Oh, man. I'm so jealous. I know, right? I had that Tauntaun. Oh. <laughs> I had the Tauntaun, too. Seriously, yeah, he's a little young for an alien poster. Yeah. Oh, and there's uh, Magic Johnson back there as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And they're, and they're Rams fans, apparently, so that was before yeah. they moved to St. Louis. Right, Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, the LA Rams, yep. That was where uh, Joe Namath wrote out the last of his career, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. I, I didn't. I didn't remember until we were watching this that they shared a room. For some reason, I thought my memory of this they had different rooms. But they're wealthy. They're kind of not wealthy funny. enough to have four bedrooms. <laughs> yes. That is wrong. He's got yes, he's got Tatooine Luke on that tauntaun. It doesn't make any sense. Not only that. Later on, there's a part I saw earlier where uh, Carolyn Ann is like going to bed and she's chewing on Tatooine Luke. I'm like, <gasps> come on. No, those Just, are vintage. I'll point it out. Yeah, I'll point it out. Oh, that Vader poster. Uh, that's pretty sweet. That's a that's a classic uh, image of Vader from back then. Yeah. See ya, mom. Have fun smoking pot with dad. Oh, we're not there yet. <laughs> we'll be there in like a second. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that would never happen in my house. Growing up, the children's doors were. My, me and my sister's door is never allowed to be closed. So, very progressive family. That's fine. Is that a Snoopy with an eye patch on the floor? Um, uh, no, the, the ear is like... The ear the, moves. Oh, okay. She pulls it through later, because I actually the thought it looked pretty cool. Yeah, I, I had one of those, actually. You pulled it along, and the and the, the, the head would, like, spin. The top of Well, the and it makes the noise that his kind of, like... Yeah, it's supposed to be the helicopter. Noise. Can we talk the helicopter just about shaking? how 80s this scene is right here? Oh, yeah. This is the, the ultimate bed. 80s. He's spilling grass all over the bed. He can't roll the joint, and he's reading Reagan, the man, the president. Yeah. <laughs> this yep. is like the yuppie is... utopia right here. Oh, my gosh. So it's, <laughs> they're just, oh, yeah. They're a little too young to be hippies themselves. Yeah, so it's... they're trying to trying to be hippies. Yeah, now that they live in the suburbs and they have money, they're they're gonna smoke their weed. Oh know? yeah. <laughs> oh man, I think it's too hilarious. funny. Oh yeah. Yeah, I just can't get over the decor. I mean, it's just. Oh, it's it's delightfully oh. horrible. <laughs> yes, Most exactly. Which is a good description for a lot of the '80s. There's there's classically wonderful and delightfully horrible, you yeah. know. <laughs> well, this, this movie is wonderful. It's just oh yeah, it, it is totally. This yeah. uh, this had to have been someone's actual house because. <laughs> oh yeah. This is this is a 1983, 1982 house radio. Yeah, I was reading um, or not reading. There it was one small feature that I was able to see. And they did a lot of exteriors and stuff in an actual neighborhood, but most of this I do think they did on sets just because they had to do... The effects? Uh, yeah, all the effects and stuff that are in all the bedrooms and the living room and the kitchen and all that. They had to 
be able to do it themselves. It makes sense. So. I mean, that's one thing uh, as an, like, I'm an architect, and I kind of, that's one part I've kind of noticed, like, I look at the house from the outside, and I'm like, hmm, you know, it's, it's not, it's a lot bigger on the outside than it is on the inside. It's basically like the Hill Valley community, just slightly nicer. <laughs> yeah. Or it's, or it's the neighborhood from E.T. I mean, take it however you want. Yeah. One yeah. of the one of the things rewatching this um, that is not Spielbergy is uh, it's not a broken family. Um, the yeah. two of them are very happy with each other. They have a great relationship, and they have a great relationship with their kids. Well, and that's what I mean. That's why I think, to me, uh, that's part of the appeal of this movie is that like that's what gets them through. Yeah. I mean, that's almost like what like yeah. the the whole family love and dynamic is what ends up kind of saving the day. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, and that's, that's almost clown, refreshing. Man. Oh, dude. I am not afraid of clowns. I'm afraid of that clown. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I hadn't seen this in probably a couple of years. So I, I recalled the clown, of course. And then what I recalled doesn't happen right here. No, it's way late and in the movie. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I was like, then I was kind of like, man. Did I, like, imagine that in my mind? Yeah, was I thinking totally. of, like, Scary Movie 2 or something? Right. Totally throws uh, you off. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. I I would have the same reaction. I'd be, you know what? I wouldn't even have put my Chewbacca jacket on him. An iron-on Chewbacca so that's jacket. That's a pretty dope jacket, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is delightfully refreshing that, I mean, I didn't see the remake of this. I mean, but I'd be I out. Yeah, I didn't bother either. And it, I mean, I know it, it had Sam Rockwell in it, and I really like him. But Same. I mean, almost anybody could be playing Mr. Freeling, you know. And he's honestly right. a little too weird to be playing Mr. Freeling. Well, it's well, funny. It's just, I was just gonna say, like, I, I feel like if I did watch the remake, I can almost bet that when everything starts going weird, that the family probably starts coming apart because of it, rather than drawing together just because. You know, it's a little too sentimental, and 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 to have a family that doesn't just rip themselves apart. Oh, C three PO wall oh, hanger. Oh. Forgot about that. All right. Yeah. Oh, so man, I'm so jealous. That's a light this. plate. Yeah. Is it a wall? Is that the light switch? The That's what I think. Goes? It's the plate for the oh, light switch. Right, yeah. Right. Right. And there's a speaking spell in the back. Oh my gosh. No, his and oh, yeah, no one likes that tree. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't see it before when y'all said it, but yeah, it's in the window there. The Hoth place set. That's pretty cool. Yeah, with a Tie Fighter. Uh huh. Vintage. So good. Yeah, like this. I mean, I don't think you'd get a scene like this in a typical Spielberg movie. It's it's right. It's very, very homey and very real. I mean, I think. My mother or father gave me this same speech about a thunderstorm as well. You know about how you yep. count between the lightning strikes mm-hmm. and uh, listen for the thunder. I know it's funny because I remember uh, I remember there was a summer thunderstorm, and I remember the exact same thing. My dad coming in and sitting on my bed just to watch the storm with me because it was just lightning going every few seconds and talking about the trying to count and you know it's very very real. We're all getting sucked in. Yeah, I know. I'm totally getting sucked <laughs> in. Oh, man. 
What's well, uh, funny? Oh, Caroline with her phone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, these are these are good kid actors too. I mean, they're totally yeah. Exactly what you'd think of when you think of like uh, you know a six-year-old girl and an eight-year-old boy and a you know thirteen-year-old daughter. Yeah. Well, and I had it reminded me of of uh, of early King. Stephen King books. Oh, definitely, too. definitely. You know where you, where you get, you know everything's pretty normal, and then all of a sudden, you know weirdness just starts creeping in inch by inch before full blown chaos erupts. Well, and I felt like where you get that uh, the King aspect of it is especially in the later half with the because I also I just had read um, shoot what was it called the the Dead Zone the Dead Zone. And between that and some of his other works, you know, he was really into ESP, uh, especially in his earlier mm-hmm. stuff. So we know when when Zelda comes in later. Um, That's a know. great cut right there, too. The kids, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. the kids getting scared and immediately they're in yep. bed with the parents. Yeah, I, I've lived uh, that life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny. Um, yeah, I don't think I've seen anything like this since when I was in fifth grade. I lived on a military base, and um, at the the movie theater on the base, they would play kind of like a little a little thing like this before the movie, and you'd and then you'd actually like stand and they would like you know salute the flag and play this and a little montage just like this. So, nice. but it's interesting. Like, yeah, this is. So now conclude our broadcast day. Seriously. Uh, yeah. Somebody needs to make a YouTube channel where they where they just play 80s stuff all day and then turn it off at night for like an hour <laughs> just just because just run static for an hour just 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 because you know. Yeah, well, there's there's so much money to be made from selling infomercials during those dead times. <laughs> oh, seriously. I know that that's a unique generation. Those of us that. Stayed up all night watching infomercials just because we were like, it's not turning off. We can keep watching TV. <laughs> what are they going to sell me? I think I need a Ginsu knife. <laughs> oh, I long for the days when it was just the Ginsu knives they were trying to sell you. Now it's all about, you know, erection pills and <sighs> face creams and all sorts of stuff. Shammies. So I definitely, I, I feel like there's a little bit of a, a message in this movie regarding the TV. You know, it's like, <laughs> when we get to it's the a little insidious movies, or pretty, insidious, you know. A little bit. It's pretty explicit at the end of it. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny because, I mean, you know, me being the oldest... I remember it vividly. I remember about this time, like my grandparents, they would, they were like, dude, don't watch too much TV. It'll melt your brain. And, you know, and, and don't stare at the TV. It's going to hurt your eyes. And like all these kind of like, did they were half serious about all this, like kind of hokum revolving around, you know, <laughs> the what? TV. And so, but here it is. The evil's coming right out of the TV. Grandma was right. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now when I think of TV, I just think of the, the Simpsons 
Treehouse of Horror when they did The Shining. Come, children, gather around TV's warmly glowing, glowing warmth. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I like how the house shakes like this, so, you know, at the beginning, there could even be, like, well, nothing serious or weird is happening here. It was just an earthquake, you know what I mean? Like, there's almost, like, a rational explanation for it, but yeah. it goes beyond that pretty quickly. Yeah. You can... I mean, and the only one who saw the ghostly hands was uh, Carol Ann. Was Carol Ann, yeah. so nobody's exactly. kind of clued in yet. And, and you know right. what I like about this? They don't waste a ton of time from the time the weird stuff starts happening to the, oh, man, something's going on. It's not right. It's not drawn out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Dave, you made a point on the... Um, the messenger uh, thread we had going before we recorded this about one of the linking elements between uh, <laughs> um, the thing and uh, this. Um, and uh, what was your point uh, regarding that? Oh, oh, about um, oh, Gene Shalit. Oh, there you go. Yeah, oh, Gene not Shallot. Gene Shalit. No, I, I can't remember. Shoot, I'm like. No, I think I was saying how... Oh, was it you? The fantastic... Yeah, yeah. This is amazing dog acting. Dog acting. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, between the thing and this movie, I mean, that whole first... Really, the whole first minute of the movie, like y'all said earlier, like, it's the dog going all around the house, and then he continues to uh, act well throughout the rest of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, Joe Bethany in shorts. Joe Bethany in shorts. They're doing some amazing work right now. I'll just leave it at that. Wow. Wow. Those are, those are pretty short. Pr- Again, uh, yuppie mom. That's, an yeah. aspect of the movie that was lost on me at eight. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's a brand that's in production anymore. Nope. No more golden griddle syrup. Besides, if you want the real good stuff. I'm from the Northeast, and I don't even like maple syrup. you got to go with Mrs. Butterworth's. That's the only yep. thing that goes on pancakes and, and waffles. We uh we do Aunt Jemima. She's all right, but I think Mrs. <laughs> Butterworth can beat her up. Uh, and that's just not creepy at all. I'm just going to turn to the static channel. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Well, how else can she hear her friends? No, this part's great, though. What does she turn it to? Well, actually, it's coming up in a second. Here you go. Amazing Crescent, everybody. Sorry. (laughs) I I remember watching Static because my grandparents had cable and and hoping to get see certain things in the Static because the one channel was scrambled. We won't get into that. I know know what you mean, Dave. (laughs) There's Billy. Predator's gonna kill him in a minute. Oh, Billy, you're right. Holy (laughs) moly. And he's hitting on the daughter. This is hey, she's got an answer for him though. Hey. Oh, yeah. And and yeah. then the middle finger as well. <laughs> and mom's just proud the, of it. I love it. Mom's just laughing. <laughs> We're all just watching our shorts. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, this war movie's it's uh it's much better for your eyes than <laughs> Yeah, that's what I my I was trying to say a moment ago. It's like Yeah. She goes to that. Well again, there's another sign of how like they're they're pretty affluent for the eighties. To have the, the T V in the kitchen was 
TV in the living room, TV in the kitchen, TV in the master bedroom. Yep. Here goes that dog again. Yep. Well, yeah, and, and much like the thing, it's, you know, the dog's just sitting on the bed, but when he starts doing tricks for somebody that isn't there, it just, it immediately becomes creepy. Yeah. You know? And that's that great effective thing where you just take something every day and just tweak it just ever so slightly. Yeah. And it becomes ominous. <laughs> what a creeper. That's... I know this guy. Seriously. Get out of my kitchen, you freaking construction guy. So, good morning. I'm just having your coffee. <sighs> Could I watch you shower now? Like, oh, hey. <laughs> like, seriously, this guy's just like, what the heck, man? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Caroline. It's about to start getting real weird real fast. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think it's 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 just interesting how she she's really into it at first. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like maybe that's just from like she's got that little streak of hippy dippy in her. Yes, like yes, yes. I, it's not like overt, but yeah, you get the idea that you know they're in California. You know she she's it's not well, something she's like totally freaked out by. I it's just realized I have no idea how they did that because I did not see a cut anywhere. There's there no wasn't. cut. Um, they just ran did you in see really that fast. Days? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just ran. I read about that as well. It's a single, single tag. Really fast, great. and then out of the way, <laughs> which is amazing. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because I was watching this, and, and I think visually and tonally, it reminds me a lot of Close Encounters. Yeah, it's oh, definitely yeah. got that that feel in the in the scenes, especially in the uh, the home scenes. Right. And I remember, like, again, I remember in this time, you know, the early mid-80s, because of movies like Close Encounters and Star Wars and things and E.T., people were, they kind of liked that kind of the, the idea and were, you know, the unexplained and, and kind of looking for magic around every corner, you know. I remember well, that to, was... Uh, yeah, no, I think you're right about that. And to Chris's point... It, it does remind me of Close Encounters and the family situation there, except what, like he said earlier, it's a, it's not a broken family, you know? Like, right, right. I mean, they're together in that family, but it, it it's, he, the yeah. family gets driven apart, you he's, know? He's right. there, but he's not there. Right, right. right. Well, that's interesting, because you can kind of tell the Spielberg that made it versus the Spielberg that came along later, because I remember reading... Uh, an interview with Spielberg saying that he kind of regretted. Yeah, he said he'd uh, never have that, him leave his family if, the, if he made it yeah, now. Yeah, he made it now, which is interesting. You know, it's very interesting. That's perspective. I mean, you get older. Yeah, it's, right, it, right. You, sh- you shouldn't be making the same movie at 50 that you would at 30, though, I don't think. Right. Well, yeah, because then it would almost be a little weird because that would basically say that you have not changed. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're George Miller. <laughs> In which case, you, you can make Mad Max from now until the time you die. I'm going to go see him. <laughs> no complaints. No complaints. But, yeah. Well, 
That's what I'm saying. Like, little even scenes like this, like with the the gag with the trash can and stuff. I feel like a lot of the goofier stuff like this at the beginning of the movie, or even even the, even when the the crew from the college show up. Right. To me, that feels less like Spielberg stuff, if that makes sense. Then so maybe more of like the last third of the movie. Right. I, mean, I know. I know there is like this big idea of like, well, how much did Hooper do, and how much did Spielberg do? I almost feel like you can get it in the tone almost. I, I don't know. Maybe that's just me, but yeah. Oh, it is the Snoopy thing. Oh, okay. Yep. It's totally just. Oh, it's on a string. All right. I'm just like freaking out. Yeah. It's like it's moving. I think it's supposed to be like like a Snoopy helicopter. You know, he uses his ears to fly. <laughs> I believe that's what the toy was. Yeah. And here we go. Easiest effect in the book. Put a piece of microfilament on the chair and pull it, but it's like, yeesh. Right. Well, yeah, it's funny. Like, I remember, like, later on, she met, they mentioned, like, don't put this on uh, 60 Minutes or That's Incredible. Mm-hmm. You remember, I remember those shows that, like, Ripley's Believe It or Not, you know, that was all kind of popular in that early, mid-80s time. Yeah. Can't help it. Maybe it's, <laughs> Craig T. Nelson reminds me of my dad. There's <laughs> <laughs> a trick here somewhere. Oh, just the way he's, dr- yeah, just the way he's dressed and the way he looks, I'm like, that's weird to say, but he kind of reminds me of my dad. All right. Is this <laughs> the worst parenting decision ever, or the best parenting decision oh. ever? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> she's got a helmet on. At least she put a helmet on her. Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously, I think she's done it because she kind of describes well, she, how it Well, she describes it, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. my guess is it pulled her first, then she used the chair, and then she probably finally let Carol Ann do it. That's so freaky, though. <laughs> the look on his face, he's like, um, Okay. Now, what is this guy eating here? What's he eating here? Looks like beans. Is that chili? Beans? A plate of beans. Okay. Basically. A plate of beans? What's wrong with a plate of beans? Maybe there's some kind of shut up in there. Yeah. (laughs) I only do... Well, we like beans okay, I guess. I don't usually chow down on a big plate of beans. Yeah. Yeah, Then little Junior's going to take a bite. Yeah, that's just... They They look like they're related. Oh, yeah, they do. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> this dialogue with between the neighbors is just hilarious. It's, like, so weird. <laughs> God, I swear I've seen that guy in other stuff before. Yeah. Damn it. I just can't remember. Sorry, I'm getting sucked into Joe Beth Williams' eyes. <laughs> she got top billing for crying out loud. I mean, come on. What else has she been in? I didn't I actually look no up. I have no idea. Poltergeist hmm. 2? Yeah, there was that. There so was do a, that. Let me do a quick wiki on her. Well, speaking of the top oh, billing, the I show. would be remiss. I, I meant to say this earlier. I would be remiss without saying um, the titles, the the font you use for the titles, for the title of the movie, and then even the, mm. the stuff at the beginning, is the exact same titles used in Twin Peaks. Oh. Um, mm. it's, it except looks, Twin Peaks is green. But it's the same exact font, and 
It uh, almost I looks like I've been the watching a lot of Twin uh, Peaks. Yeah. It, and I just couldn't help but notice it. It looks like the same font from Silence of the Lambs, too. The very plain... Ooh, maybe. That's one I have not watched in a very long time, but need to rewatch soon. That's that's a fantastic movie, too. Yes. And it was interesting. They were the ones getting chewed up by mosquitoes out there. You know, not the neighbors. You <laughs> yeah. Know, it's already another sign that something weird's going on. Yeah. This, uh, man, this, uh, this kid's dread right here is my dread. Like, that... <laughs> Just having that giant thing looming over you, you know? It's not it's not gonna get any better. Well, and he was no. he was climbing it earlier. It's almost like it wasn't uh, was he scared of it before? No, I, I think he was scared of it. Well, I mean that that's kind of and that's very like true to kids, you know, during the day you you can deal with it. Yeah. And then the minute the minute it gets dark, it's it's something else. It comes to life. Yeah. Yeah, Treebeard's got him now. Yeah, it, yeah. That's more like Old Man Willow. <laughs> yeah. I just love like the almost like animal, animal, elephant kind of noise it makes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That freaking clown, man. Uh, yeah, this isn't creepy at all. This is great. Everything just slowly. Ooh, when I watched this before, I was on the bus, and so a lot of the like background noise was kind of washing out. I couldn't hear. But just right then at the part where the closet opened, you can almost hear them whispering to her. Yeah. Oh, dang. So at what point do the neighbors think these people are insane? <sighs> Who knows? Screaming in the backyard. I know, seriously. It's uh, really cool how they did yeah. this shot, too, though. Yeah, that's oh. just, uh, I'm sure, just tilt the room. Uh-huh, yeah. But it looks good. Oh, it looks great. Everything has weight. Oh. You see, the clown went in there. But, uh... Stupid clown. Oh, So creepy. Spookalicious. Mine's eating me! Oh, that thing is just... So what would have happened if he, if the tree had swatted him? Would he just been gone? Would he have gone to where Carol Ann is? Would he have been dead? I mean... Well, we, I, I mean, when we get into it later, we know the, the entry point's in the closet. Right, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, because doesn't the, and the tree get sucked away here, doesn't it? Mmm. Mmm. I think yeah, at no. this point the tree's gone, right? Uh, let me, we'll just see in a second, I can't recall. Yeah, I kind of assumed he would have just been gone too, but oh, yeah, there goes. Oh, but it's not done yet. Now it's got his leg. Oh my gosh. Yeah, they know. They... Oh, that's totally the end of Evil Dead too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> or Monster Squad. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. The tornado hit only our house. So. Yeah, it's clearly I have a matte painting now. on the right, but it's it's pretty darn good oh, yeah. matte painting. Oh yeah, there's a couple of those in here. So, for sure, like having experienced this a couple times now. Poltergeist? No, no, no. Losing a kid <laughs> oh, is like this, this part actually scares me now too. Like it's like oh yeah, it's it's a horrible feeling when you don't know where your kid is and you realize. Dude, we we were we had a church little get together at a new city park here and like near downtown Houston and it's like just a zillion kids and 
I'm on, I, like, I'm not a hovering, like, helicopter parent, but that moment where you can't quite find all three of your kids, yep. you definitely get that immediate oh, yeah. terror. Is there, are those bugs on the wall back there? What is, I've are never those, like, been able to figure that out. Roaches? What? What is that? I, I've never been able to figure out what's going on in that back wall. Yeah, I lost mine. He, you know, it's my oldest. He has Down syndrome. And he, we went to oh, the boy. movies one day. And when we weren't looking, he just peeled off Walked from us. Off. Walked right oh, past bro. the ticket taker and went and sat down in the theater. <laughs> but we didn't know that. So we spent 20 minutes outside running around and frantically panic. looking for him. And he's just sitting inside watching a movie, you know. <laughs> I can't, Finally even, found I can't him. even imagine. Uh, <sighs> So, yeah, so this, I can really relate to there. No, this is terror, terrible. Well, and especially right here, because I live in Phoenix, and about every third house has a pool. Oh, And, right, and it's right. sad, because every year you get at least one or two kids, you know. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the idea was she right here where she's like, the pool. The pool. Yeah. No, it's bad. It's just like. Ooh. No, it makes sense. She really is the the lead in the movie. I mean, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, she. It's she's interesting. One that yeah, a... makes the discovery. Really, like the is really into it here at the beginning, and you know, in the last half, she really takes uh you know the lead in in rescuing Carol Ann. But yeah, yeah. It's it's very much the story of a mom and her kids. I can see how if this was a Spielberg movie, how they could have probably like written dad out yeah fairly easily yeah and he it's not like he doesn't do anything he, he's instrumental into the story as well because through him you yeah. kind of get yeah. what's really going on but right. right but he could have his part could have been done as like divorced dad too yeah. well and that's what makes me what with her with uh with the mom being the focus you know that's what makes you rem- like recall stranger things i mean yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe an earlier draft of the story or the script had. Um, was it Lonnie? Yeah. What was his name? Lonnie. Okay, this kid has got the worst buck teeth I've ever seen. Oh, he does in profile. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, and before we get too far past it, what is this grew they have all over this kid's face? It's uh, like tree snot and his own blood yeah. torn up by the tree. Yeah, Craig Nelson, where he had it all over him before he dove into the, the muddy pool in the backyard. I feel like this is a cliche now, too, with all the horror movies that come out, like uh, Insidious and The Cotter. I think it's like, here's our paranormal team of psychology and the really crappy <laughs> Ghostbusters. Right. Ghostbusters. <clears throat> yeah. I know, it's kind of funny. Well, we got Ray Parker Jr. over here on the team, so... <laughs> You know? <laughs> I haven't finished ripping off Huey Lewis yet. Oh, jeez. Uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of funny, man. Well, this predates. He's got an awesome guess, mustache too. Two oh, I know it definitely does. Yeah, it's a couple years before Ghostbusters. Right. This would be a good double bill with Ghostbusters. Oh yeah. Yeah, I think it would. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. And she's like, got uh she's got the uh, barb glasses going. Oh yeah, oh, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah, it's it's funny. Like when you watch this, like I I had forgotten 
how there's kind of like the you know the first go with these guys and the second go yeah with uh with old Zelda so oh man that the suburban that drives by right there I'm like trying mm. to convince my wife to buy one like to buy an old <laughs> suburban old four wheel drive suburban I can have be a family adventure vehicle family adventure vehicle but but no that's it's not going right now you want the canyon arrow. <laughs> That's uh, Dave. You, you do architecture. What is yes. the deal with the tree, the curling, curving tree there? It was you the guys. Yeah, I, I mean guess, that man, that staircase, that that crazy winding staircase is something else for a for a track yeah. home. Like it's right. something else. This guy and his time lapse camera. So funny. this is so Ray Stance right here. Like seriously, I was there for a mass sponge migration. <laughs> that would have worked if you hadn't stopped me. <laughs> oh. He's like, oh. oh. They, they they did do a good job of. Uh, Just blow your really, mind here. <laughs> really, re- oh yeah, this is the this is this this is the Sam Raimi Evil Dead Two shot right here. Oh, I know. You know, I didn't notice still you, there. you can hear the TIE fighter, like, flying around making TIE fighter noises. I never noticed that until I watched it. And there's the Hulk on a horse. Yep. If you listen, you can hear the TIE fighter. The protractor on the record, though, is just genius. Oh, you're right, Dave. <laughs> yeah. This is great. Her hands can't stop shaking after that. Yeah. Like, okay, most people are crazy. This is real. Yeah. We're way in over our heads. Yep. How long have you been investigating? Well, this is bringing Yeah, I'm getting sexy. Oh, I know. hey, bring that coffee back. And. They both look immediately look under the table. The, the difference oh. between these people and me is if I see that happen, I'm out the door. Oh yeah, like, the fact that I'm they gone. stayed after seeing the the room of flying toys is like. If I was the family, I'm out the door. Well, I guess the kids are gone now, so they can't go. But yeah, stuff starts moving on its own. Oh. God. Yeah, and and it's interesting because like right in here is where we kind of get the slow shift into into full-blown horror. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think where it really, I mean, I think the hard switch is, is definitely his scene with the face peeling. Uh, yeah. I'll be honest, I closed my eyes when I was watching it earlier. <laughs> it's, uh, well, I had forgotten about that part until oh, never forgot that he goes part. in there, and I was like, oh, dang, yeah, I remember this now. Yeah. Did make me want a steak afterwards, though. Was he gonna? When we get there, he was. Was he gonna cook? Yeah, steak I've got some things to night. say about the the cooking situation it's, there, but we'll get to that in a moment. I have the same thought. I love it. Okay, good. We're on the same page. Right. I love it. So I'm for Ray, family. So we got sort of Barb as the older lady. We got crappy Peter Parker as. The face peeler and Ray Parker Jr. I like this. I like this. <laughs> and they've done a great job of making Craig T. Nelson look absolutely exhausted. 
Oh, haggard, yeah. 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 That's how I feel about Thursday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love his he's his sweater basically makes him look like he's wearing like a bathrobe. Like he might as well just be in a bathrobe just sitting there. Who the hell wears a sweater in California? I, I don't know. Look at those it's cold. It was 68 degrees. That's room temperature. Where, where did they get those friggin' speakers up there from? Oh, no. Oh, he's, I'm telling you. He's got a sweet uh, <laughs> turntable set up. There's that dog again, man. Oh, yeah. Just that little bit of weirdness. Yeah. I'm saying great dog acting. I always appreciate that. Yeah. Good dog acting. Well, I mean, what do they always tell directors? Never work with kids or dogs. Got them both in this one. Oh yeah. Oh, that's see here's strange. It. In this neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> that's a mashup that should have happened by the time they did uh, Poltergeist Three. It should have been the, Go- the Ghostbusters investigating the Freelings. Oh my gosh, that would have been awesome if they could have really made. That would have been a great crossover. Wait, speaking of sequels, I've never seen the sequels. Are they any good? Two is awesome. <laughs> oh, I really? For liking two, two is two is really scary as well. Three, yeah, nah. yeah I would watch three. Plus, Man, it's, no, plus no, it's not no, the neither. original cast other than Carol Ann. You do get no. Tom Skerritt though, I believe. It's hard though because the second one. It's not the same as this. No, you know it's, I mean? it's it, good, but it's, it's definitely different. There's there is a there is a, a, a scene in the second one that is pure nightmare fuel. Yes, I'll let you discover yes, that yes, on your yes. own. Okay, yeah, it's worth watching. There's, I would definitely watch the second one for sure. Yeah, I actually really like the second one as well, um, but it is it is a different. It goes in a much more mystical direction. Yeah, interesting. So he doesn't quite believe yet, right? Uh, Well, they're all still kind of trying to be skeptical. They're trying to be sciencey about it, you know. Yeah. And you know, they're just as weird crap happens right in front of them. There's somebody here. Oh, God, was so sucked in. I know, right? It's Joe Beth Williams. Yeah. She's hypnotic. I don't know what it is. She's, she's just, she's hypnotic. She's, 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 well, she, she, she's a MILF. Let's just say it. I'll be that guy. Well, she's, yeah, no, it's okay. I'll, I'll second that. Yeah, yeah, it's all right. Even with those She's a beautiful woman. Yeah, she's oh. very attractive. But, uh, ain't she, I feel like she's really good in this movie too that's why i was wondering what else she she's in i'll have to look it up later big, i guess big but... chill was the other big one big okay chill, kramer versus kramer oh kramer Ooh. versus kramer derp she was in a couple of other big ones in the early 80s i mean she was one of those ones i think kind of after the early 80s she was kind of done in terms of being a really big movies but as like a lead Although, she was in Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, so there is that. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's not talk about that. As much as I love both Sylvester Stallone and Estelle Getty, <laughs> not the combination I want. Oh, she was in Dutch. I love Dutch. Oh, I haven't watched Dutch in forever. <laughs> nice. 
This is kind of weird. Everyone smell. Smell it! <laughs> Although I actually do like, you know, kind of a little story within the story, like, you know, the the woman here and Joe Beth, they really bond, you know, through this whole ordeal. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, that's another great smash cut. Just awful, awful stuff, and then silence. Now I can't stop looking at that plant going up the wall. <laughs> no, it is. It's like it's like twenty feet tall, but it's just kind of in. It's curved. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny. I mean, they show these houses are basically, you know, it's a whole big development because well, Mr. Freeling showing the the house to the other couple earlier, and it's the same exact kitchen just without the any same... of the decor. Yes, yes, oh, that was a good go. transition. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, something bit me. And that's a big Ooh. bite. Gnarly looking, yeah. yeah. Talking about shocking. Yeah. No, working for there and talking about shocking. Friggin' bite, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, we're gonna watch Jaws next. Uh, I know, right? I'm I'll watch, so I'll watch Jaws anyway. Jaws is so good. So this is still within the first what twenty four hours that the the college pe- the college uh, scientists have been there. This is the first night. Yeah, oh, I this think is the same this night. Is the first this night. Is the same yeah. night. Yeah, this yeah. Is, yeah. A, this is a lot they of intensity. Yeah, all that video equipment, man. Kill to have that set up back in the day. Yeah, actually, I was going to ask about the video equipment because there's it kind of becomes important here in just a moment. But it's pretty sophisticated. Their little setup here. Yeah, you either have to be uh, filming a serious movie. It's California. It's probably Southern California, so it could be porno. Um, yeah. His glasses are broken. Are they? Oh, he's missing the earpiece, yeah. (laughs) What the heck? Well, the thing bit him when he was up there. That's funny. And there's just a stand-up piano in the house because, hey, it was the 80s. Let's have a stand-up piano. Right. Nobody probably even well, knows yeah. how to play it. And it's interesting. So you got the scientists in here talking, you know, and it just makes me think. Like that's one interesting part about this movie that, you know, if they ever wanted to in a sequel, I mean, they basically they get conclusive proof of all of this happening. Yeah. You know, it's recorded. They have their, you know, quote unquote scientific evidence. So I think it would have. Now that I think about it, man, that would have been Ghostbusters meets Poltergeist would have been an awesome. Awesome movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would have been pretty sweet. Two I would have just loved to see tones, but Yeah. No, I think well I think it would have been good to kind of make Ghostbusters a little scarier and make this a little bit lighter and meet in the middle. I think it would have been really good. Yeah. Um, Bill yeah. Murray hitting on Joe Beth Williams would have been hilarious. Oh, it totally would have happened. <laughs> 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 Let me pull my flask out. <laughs> it's time to drink. <laughs> After the shit I've seen today. <laughs> uh, 
was on the USS Annapolis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my heck. God, now I'm going to be thinking about that speech the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I still have a standing bet with my friends. If, if you're ever invited to do a best man speech at a wedding, mm-hmm. and I'm in attendance, and you mm-hmm. do Quince Indianapolis speech as your best man speech without any preamble or postamble, and that's just all you say, I'll give just, you 100 just, bucks. Uh, there you go. Just I that, would do that. that you, you can't even make a joke about it. You just have to go up there and... Just say it. Yeah. But, you know, our mission was so secret, we weren't just an overdue for three days. <laughs> Careful what you wish for, hero. <laughs> <laughs> I know you got a wedding coming up, mister. Uh, eventually, yeah, eventually. Oh, man. I need an excuse to come to Boston. Yeah, black eyes like a doll's eyes. Sorry. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Hey, it's okay. This, it's an exposition part. We can talk over it. It is, but it, like you said, it's that bonding moment between uh, the two women. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's, that's one thing I never really considered it, you know, but talking through this commentary, I think, yeah, I, I'd be willing to bet there was a version of this maybe where it was a little more Spielbergy in the family dynamics and it was a mom and her kids and maybe they thought it was you know, I don't know when they wrote E.T., maybe. Um, so what I read, and maybe it was on Wikipedia or maybe it was on, I read some, like, kind of 25 years later kind of retrospective mm-hmm. column type deal. And it was saying that because he wrote, he got the story credit for this and the screenplay, uh, screenplay credit. And right. I guess it was an original story he wrote after... Close Encounters, it was going to be a Close Encounters sequel, basically, where a family was being, like, trapped in their house, being attacked by, like, scary alien, like nice a scary guys, alien type. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And then that, did, like, basically over time evolved into this story and E.T., like, separately. So you get the, like, the family being kind of terrorized in this story by an outside, you know, force or whatever. And you get yeah. the alien aspect in E.T., although not scary. And, uh, huh. yeah, that's what I read, at least. Interesting. Yeah. It's funny, when you start looking up stuff, though, it's like, you, I don't know. When you read these articles and columns and stuff, you're like, how much of this is true? How much of this is hearsay? You know, you add, like, to see some sources on some of this kind of stuff. But yeah. I think I had a hard time finding stuff for this movie. I didn't look, like, super hard. Right. But I feel like compared to you know other movies, there's not as much. I remember watching out there. something talking about the making of because I remember them talking about um, how Carol Ann, how she died um, when they were making three and, and the curse. I remember watching something that was talking about the whole idea of the curse of Poltergeist. I don't know if it was some stuff that was on HBO because I remember watching two a lot on HBO. Um. So I don't know if it was one of those kind of behind-the-scenes HBO things that was only on HBO back in the day or or what. Yeah, I'm not but, sure. Yeah. And, I mean, this was a huge hit, so you'd think there would be more, more stuff. Right. I, and I, I and I, I'll be honest. I think it's I think it's uh, kind of shameful the Directv commercial they did out of this. Um, well, I don't know if I recall oh, that one. 
So you know when DirecTV was doing it, like you could watch your movies and blah blah blah, and they'd be yeah, yeah. the actors from the older movies and then having them kind of refilm some of the yes. stuff and talk about DirecTV. Uh-huh. They had Craig T. Nelson in the scene where he's watching the TV and they have you know Carol Ann saying you know they're you know it's like really? the poor girl's been dead for like thirty years. like I think I you know I just I didn't mm. think that was right you know. If everybody in, in the taste. scene was still, I, yeah, it just it felt in poor taste to me. Or maybe you know, maybe her family's estate got a ton of money or something. But it's like I still oh, didn't think yeah, it was maybe. right. It just seemed off. Of all the things that you could have done, right? That just didn't seem right. There's right. That just a, ain't right. A lot of oh, that boy ain't right. It's a lot of tragedy involved with the, you right. know, couple, you know, a lot of this stuff. And that. Oh, I can't we, believe it. Oh, here we here go. Here we go, Dave. All right, Ooh. all right, okay. Yeah, let, this... let, let's let's lay some ground rules here. For one, he's just gonna go into their fridge. Okay, it's one thing to grab a giant of... steak. Yeah, it's one thing to grab a piece of cold chicken, a handful of Ritz, some Cheetos. Two, but yeah, who has a giant steak just sitting, sitting there, open uh, in the fridge like that? Let us thought. Maybe it's on a plate. Let's just say that I, I could say possibly on a plate, but still, thought that was. But yeah, you're well, gonna. You're he's gonna, just gonna cook it up in the middle of the night. Didn't you, I mean, haven't you ever gone up in the middle of the night and wanted a steak? Not just a steak. It's like mm-hmm. a giant steak. Yeah, well, yes, yeah, only way to. But do after it. this, I would no longer want it. Oh man, this is that's an interesting. This, uh, yeah, this is this sequence here from now until the the face peeling is has always mm-hmm. stuck with me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Also, who sets a raw steak down on the counter as you prepare to cook it? Um, this, this, guy. This, yeah, this guy. This guy. <laughs> well, it's funny because we literally have just crossed the like the exact halfway point of the movie. Yeah, this is and this is when discovery. things start getting really. Yeah, it just goes balls to the wall from here on out, basically. You know what freaks me out about this? <sighs> this part right here, the chicken leg. Oh man, yeah, it's on it. Oh yeah. But this, yeah, I remember. Yeah, this scared me bad when I was a kid seeing this for the Even first time. Even with the time. crappy prosthetic face, it's still terrifying. Well, okay, eight, so this is this is this is good, you know. Well, an eight in the eighties, you know what I mean? Like it was like. So is oh. it supposed to be like it's like melting his face or heat, what? Yeah, the light is the light, right? Yeah. I don't know because I'd never seen anything like this at this point. No, like, So now this. I did also read. Well, I take it back. I saw the face melting in in. Raiders, a little bit different. But... This is a guy peeling his own face off. Yes. Well, oh, and it's my... not that bad. Oh, it's pretty bad. Yeah, okay, it's, it's not bad. the <laughs> this part. <laughs> this part with the mouth, like. Uh. So listen, that this is a couple. Of... Ever, Jonathan? This is a two <laughs> This is pretty bad. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a couple years before uh, Cameron's Terminator, but yeah. that's a very similar setup and shot to a really famous scene in that movie too. Yeah, where Arnold's uh, trimming his face after it's been injured and it's a prosthetic like that. Yeah, that yeah. that prosthetic. This was first ILM. No, it's not. Yeah, you know, I did read also that it was Spielberg's hands that were tearing the face up. Oh, okay. Well, it's it's funny, you know. I mean. It's cheesy, you know. It's kind of cheesy now, but it works. You just get oh, into yeah. it, it works. Well, once, it just goes to show, like... Well, once he really once it gets exposed as a skull a little bit, that's when it's like, ooh. Right, right. 
But I, but I, I will always maintain that when it comes to if you want to have a good time in a movie, you have to kind of you've got to ex- put forth some effort. And I think the big part being you just got to want to get into the movie, you know? Yeah. So now that's why I was saying this setup is so cool, because it almost looks like the way he's not paying attention, it's doing this all like on its own. Like if right. it's got sensors or something that I it's detecting that something's going on here. Yeah, I think that's what you're supposed to believe, is that... It's tracking something, yeah. Right? Yeah. You're right, man. That staircase is pretty wild. It's horrible. It's really weird. It's, it's very really weird. Bad. We couldn't decide if we wanted a spiral or a regular. Oh, and as an architect, <laughs> I can say, you would trip on those stairs, like, every time you went down. Oh, yeah. The, fa- the fact that they change directions, like, three times. And, How'd you get and your the... furniture up there? It's like... Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they're terrible. Terrible. This guy's like, um, I just. You see, my face this off. is this is not Peter Parker. Is that what you said? This yeah. is, this is crappy, crappy Peter, Peter Parker. Parker. Crappy Peter Parker. Okay. Well, that's funny because after this, he he like he's gone and he's not coming back. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> no, he's a sensible point. one. It's like he's out of here. Oh, see, this just reminds me so much of Close Encounters. Yeah. It does. Yeah. Absolutely. And a little bit of Raiders. The Raiders angel here, too. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I start seeing glue come out of the walls. I ain't going to be smiling. That that shot right there, I mean, that's so Spielberg. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The... I'll get a little, little whiff of Craig Shirley. Nelson has the... Well. He is an appropriate reaction. Yeah. Yeah. I just to my wife. Yeah. Totally. Joe Beth has really good skin. Yeah. <laughs> I bet she smells like sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Get some of that Vidal Sassoon hot oil treatment going in her hair. Yeah, it's silky. I love how the the sun's just like oh, he's all into it now. Yeah, I want to see this. Oh yeah. Look at that. I'll be out the door. Now, what's interesting oh, here, Jonathan? Uh, yeah. Just take take note of of the look of these ghosts. I think it was kind of interesting that 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 this actually fits in very well with the sequel. So okay. Oh yeah. Yeah, because you can see there's oh, people. I never noticed. Yeah, you see yeah. that? See that? Yeah, that hero. It's oh, kind of wild, that's huh? Great. Oh yeah, because that's a thread that is definitely. Yep. Yep. They definitely wow. come back to that in the second one. So. Neat. That's one part of the second one I really appreciated. Well, yeah, the second one is a is a direct sequel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. See, now this go. part cracks me up. Thing. This part cracks me up. He, they didn't even walk him down to the cab. <laughs> They're progressive, remember? Yeah, I guess so. They're real uh, free range parents. Just hey, man, <laughs> see ya. Now look at this dog. Dog is great. He's fantastic actor. It's not a dog, oh, great. it's the thing. 
It's nothing. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're supposed to feel, like, emotional here, and instead I almost feel like it's, like, like kind of goofy. Like, call me, okay? It's the smart thing yeah. to do at that point. I mean, you get the, other right. two out of, get the other two kids out of the house. I'm not saying it's not smart in the story. It's just the way it's done. I think it's... Right intentionally a little like a beat like a light beat between like like what just happened what's gonna happen yeah uh, there's a little bit like they're joking in here like you know don't put this on 60 minutes you know um uh, or that's incredible there's a real callback there we go. <laughs> well it's all gone <laughs> <laughs> when day drinking's a joke Mm-hmm. Uh, I can Look at see that. that. She just got out of bed. She just got out of bed. She looks that good. Poor Jonathan's like, what did I get myself into this time with these no, two? No. <laughs> well, look, there was no women to talk about in the thing, so we have to talk about No, that is true. It was mm-hmm. all dudes. And, she's, and there's Beth no getting around it. And her hazel yeah, eyes she's beautiful. With, her, with her terry cloth robe. Well, her perfect hair. And her perfect hair. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, and Craig T. Nelson that. still looks like shit. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he, he looks like he's got zombie makeup on. All right, and here's his boss. Um, and if you're a big horror this movie guy, fan... This guy, character actor. I feel like I've seen him in a bunch of stuff, um, too. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, he is so in uh, Return of the Living Dead. In Return of the oh, Living Dead Part 2. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. You know All that right. movie, Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, well, they kept the bodies here. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, that's James Karen. James Karen, yes. Oh, Invaders from Mars. Yeah, that's he's where Invaders I remember from him Mars, from. Yeah. He was all yeah. in the eighties. Yeah. Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead Part Two. Oh yeah. Dave, is that like a tutor? Some like a weird like tutor style with the kind of a little bit. Like, well, it's tutor. Uh, the technical architectural term is it's a mishmash of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we have your expert uh, knowledge on that. He was in Superman Returns as well, his boss. Interesting. Yeah, Superman Returns? Yeah. Superman Returns. I wonder who he played in Superman Returns. That's one I haven't returned to in a long time either. Yeah. I, I, I like that one. I, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just, you know. Not great. I mean, you know, I've always time. liked it. it I'm, I'm afraid time's not being very kind to it, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, this part's sad. Now, what's hilarious is... Um, oh, he played Ben Hubbard, but his scenes were deleted. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. You actually see him in the movie at the end in, like, one shot. He's, like, standing with uh, Superman's mom. Right. When they're outside yeah. the hospital, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that now. So, <clears throat> this is sort of a big uh, plot dump right here, but it's, yeah. it's pretty important. Oh, yeah. This also directly ties into the next one as well. Yeah. Look at look at Craig T. Nelson. He's got his shirt undone. He's got a piece of hay hanging out of his mouth. He's sweated through his shirt. He oh, just looks yeah. like he's rough, man. He's he looks like he stepped under a bridge last night. Yeah. His kid got sucked into an interdimensional hole. 
Yep, his, the tree tried to eat his other kid. And it's so funny, his boss is just, all he cares about is he's afraid that he's going to leave work. Yeah. <laughs> but it yeah. makes sense, because what he says in a minute here, that you've you've accounted, he alone has accounted for 50% of their sales. That's huge. Oh, for that right. community? That's yeah. Huge. That's why they can afford their own home there. Yeah. They can oh, probably yeah. afford a better home. <laughs> well, that's why, that's it, it's funny, because then this is the business I work in. And watching it tonight, I was like, oh, yeah, of course he's basically telling him, you can have a house here. Like, we actually owe you this house because you've made <laughs> – he's made him, like, $70 million, which that's 1982 money. <laughs> yeah, so that's, like, $150 million now. That's yeah, crazy. pretty much. Pretty much. Actually, based on real estate back then, that's actually probably – yeah, that's probably like 200, 250 million. Like, yeah, you, that's yeah. You can, you real estate get, you, back. You could buy somebody a three hundred thousand dollar house when they make you two hundred fifty million dollars. Well, yeah, I mean a house back. The, their house they're living in at this time, real estate wise, California. There's, there's your map painting right there. Yeah, that's, that's a nice map one. painting too, uh, and it's important. Um, so mm -hmm. because we, you know, hopefully you're watching along with us. Um, yeah, uh, we find out that. Uh, the development was kind of built on an Indian burial ground. Sort of a joke mm -hmm. now that the Simpsons and everything else has made fun of it. Um, but yeah. uh, you know what? Don't move the ancient burial ground for all these people. Nope. Even though it's only five minutes away. This cemetery, I don't know if it's a similar location. It reminds me of where they buried Jonathan Kent in Superman the movie, uh, the original Superman oh, the movie, wow. yeah. like up on the hilltop. Of course, there's not a haunted uh, suburban sprawl beneath that, that hilltop cemetery. That hilltop cemetery that's actually just a teeny tiny model of the church in the background. Mm. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah. It's so good that you don't even notice it. No, yeah. It's movie magic. Yeah. That's actually a pretty cool shot, too, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, all these, like, slow pans up to the house at night definitely give you that, like, they're setting the mood, you know, giving you a little sense of dread. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's a hot, oh, my God, what is that outfit? She looks, she's got, like, Wonder Woman's, like, 70s white jumpsuit outfit on now. Oh, well, she's, yeah, like, ready to, like, battle with Mr. Miyagi for the, you know, yeah, yeah. for control oh. of the dojo. Here we go. There's she's Zelda. fantastic in this movie. Rubenstein. All her lines are good. Oh yeah, she's got like the Yoda, the Yoda thing going here. And she just comes off as like the, uh, she just, like in my mind, whenever I like hear about conspiracy theorist people, UFO people, like you know, like it's, she just seems like she's a the real deal. Like yeah, true true believer. Like they didn't get an actor, they just went and found somebody <laughs> that was, <laughs> you know. Calling into Art Bell, they were like, "Who's your number one caller?" Okay, we'll get her. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, she just—oh, it's great. Uh, and what, how how tall could she be? Is she like like four oh, feet ten? She's yeah, got she's heels like on. Really short. Yeah, 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 she's wicked short. She's very short. Tan jacket. Well, I love that. I love that. Crazy Nelson makes a yellow or, or or over the rainbow joke. You know. <laughs> I never got that before. Uh, uh, yep, she's a munchkin. 
it's funny though that he's he's playing a little skeptical at her right now after all the shenanigans that he's he's seen. You know, the fact that he's trying to like psychically talk to her and kind of be yeah. the dick is interesting because you know. He is looking. We're getting sucked out by a tangina. No, I'm telling you, all her lines are great. Yeah. Very quotable. <laughs> yeah, so much they quoted it in Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one I haven't seen in a long time. Oh, I don't know if I want to go back to it. I, I don't want to. I don't want to know if it holds up or not. Because I, I, I'm I right there with you. Probably watched that about 50 times in high school. Mm-hmm. Same. Same. Eighty shades. Seriously, look at that outfit. She's like wearing a freaking kimono. Yeah, she's got at least three inch heels on. She's like two feet taller than her. God, she even cries pretty. Right. <laughs> I need some smoke sunglasses like Zelda's wearing here. Oh my gosh, they're awesome. Those are. Oof, yeah, those are the... I want aviators, but I really don't want aviators. Oh, I, I wear aviators all the time. I'm all about it. Oh. Those are like half sunglasses she's wearing. Too funny. Yeah, her whole speech here to her is pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, it's, it, you know what it is? It takes... It takes the movie like so the you know we have the movie's almost in thirds it's the get to know the family and then stuff starts mm-hmm. happening then we get the scientists in they can't do anything now we have to have a real psychic mystic come in yep and it's yeah. the the last third here where it sort of ramps up the the confusion yeah and it's and it's interesting you know it's it's you know, they went to science first, and science can only take it so far. And now they're they're they have to embrace the spiritual to really take them all the way. Yeah. Which I think, in terms of like a remake, you know, if that's one of the angles they wanted to push, that would be kind of cool. But I just don't know. What's this the, one? This is this one has so much going for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's so much. Well, you don't need to remake the movie Poltergeist, and I know they did. It's like you can just make right. another haunted house movie. There's always right. going to be a market for that. Right. Well, they need yeah. the, the name, the name recognition. recognition. That's why they remade yeah. Thirteen Ghosts and House yeah. on Haunted Hill, and I, I get it. But the, the haunting. Yeah, but you know what? Like all those movies were from like the fifties and sixties, so the kids in the nineties wouldn't have had any concept of what they were anyway. So they could have called them whatever they wanted. Yeah. True. <sighs> Very true. Yeah. Yeah, this one has become such a great time capsule as well as a good movie that it's it's one of those ones that's yeah. A remake becomes very unnecessary. Yeah, I mean the only thing that's gonna change is what the TVs and the houses look like and the clothes. Right. Right. And no Joe Beth Williams. Oh sacrilege. Now I gotta find out who played the the wife in the remake. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, Hero. They should just make, 
you know, they could make another movie about a family, you know, with a haunting and, and call it something else, and you'd probably be fine. Okay, somebody named Rosemary DeWitt. No idea who she's in. Okay, great, thanks. <laughs> Fail. Fail. Yeah. So, I, I got a little confused when I was watching this earlier. Maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention, but they tell her not to go to the light. Then they tell her to go to the light. Then they tell her not to go to the light again. Is it just because they were trying to get her and the ghost going in a different direction? Or, like, I've never what, been able what is going on there? She know. explains yeah. here that the, that the creature... The angry creature, yes, the beast, the beast. Is, yeah. is basically trapping both her daughter as well and as the other spirits. The other spirits. And so she right. basically says, we need you to basically have Caroline run to the light to get all the other spirits to start crossing. And then, right. and, and, and then in that moment, snatch her away from the beast as, as the beast is distracted by the spirits. That's kind of what I was getting out okay. of it as well. But it yeah. was just... And that's why uh, Joe Beth gets mad at her here in a minute. Right. Well, yeah, because it's risky. I that's... guess the idea is that it's risky right. that, that Carol Ann could basically pass on as well. But Now, I haven't seen the second one since, basically, since it came out. There's a lot of slow pans. Sorry, Dave, I'm trying to interrupt oh. you, but there's just no, lots no, of slow pans in this that really affected that one going in on her eyes that she just is like terrified by what she's telling her that was really good oh yeah you're saying like in the second the, one the next level and i think if i remember right the the beast isn't the beast kind of the focus of the second one hero like uh there's uh well yeah but there's also um another another force at work as mm, well okay um, okay the second one delves into uh, more about the Native American aspect of it, and um, a little, yes. bit, a little bit on the backstory of when the beast started taking these souls in the time frame that he started doing it in, which is why actually you pointing out what those souls look like, um, mm. they really whoever you know the people doing the sequel really paid attention. Right, right. Isn't the Indian guy from? Uh... One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Isn't he in the second one? Is it the chief? I can't remember. Um, is it the chief? What's it? Isn't it uh, Samson or something? Um, I'll, I'll look it up real fast. Let me see. Oh, I got it. Let me see here. Your guys, two. Let's see here. Hold guys to the other side. Will Sampson. Yeah. It yeah, is, the right? The chief. Juicy. Mm. Oh, yeah. Well, Chief, you had them all fooled, didn't you? God love the Chief. Oh, my goodness, he died in 87. Sorry, that has nothing to do with Poltergeist, but... That's all right. Wow. Yeah, but I think uh, people remember the second one mostly for uh, <clears throat> Reverend Kane. Oh, yes. That, yeah. That I, will, I won't say anymore. If you like Poltergeist and you haven't seen the second one, you should definitely check out the second one. Mm-hmm. I definitely will have to, yeah. It's well worth watching. It's more Joe Beth. More, yeah. More Joe Beth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't we all need more Joe Beth Williams in our life? 1982 Joe Beth Williams. 
Yeah, I, I I get what they're trying to do. I just do I do kind of feel like maybe I mean maybe there's not a, a handbook for how to deal with this kind of situation, but their plan seems pretty like risky to me. A little bit. But I guess they're in desperate straits. I mean, they're dire straits. Yeah. Well, it, it's interesting because even though you know they have, um, you know the the clairvoyant, she's come in and she's kind of explained things, you know. They don't really show much of this. They mm-hmm. kind of keep it a little up to the imagination, which probably know, typically, the best, right? Yeah, I mean, I think it works in this case. I mean, usually the adage is show, don't tell. But I think in this case, like you said, like they kind of, you know, the plan's kind of loose. You know, it's very broad strokes. And then, you know, we don't ever see the other side in this, you know. Uh, right. Not really, no. I love that line she just said about uh, let's clear our minds. You know, he knows what you're afraid of, and we've given him too much already. Oh, yeah. That's a a very frightening. You know, it's... But, yeah, and then it's it's that kind of neat thing that they were still doing in movies back in this time where, you know, they were letting your imagination fill in the gaps. Which I think that, you know, even now in the era of we could pretty much do anything, you know, show anything or visualize anything through CG and and other special effects, sometimes it's good to leave things up to the imagination. Yeah, right. there is definitely something to be said there. Um, now, it's like they remade this. They also remade Nightmare on Elm Street about seven years ago. And mm. I was really excited for that because I'm like, oh, it's 2010 or whatever it is the dreamscapes that they'll be able to to do now will be amazing. Right. And instead of utilizing what they can do now to good effect, they didn't, <laughs> you know? So oh, it's so a wasted opportunity. Exactly what yeah. it was. And it's, right. you know, if you're going to remake it, yeah. remake it and try to put your own spin on it and improve right. on the things that, you know. Well, that's always been my kind of, my my measuring stick is I'm okay with the remake as long as you're going to like you said like okay we can do something different now that we couldn't do before so we're going to remake it to try to take advantage of this one thing we didn't have before and maybe we'll make something you know which is why the remake is good or better yeah which is why the remake of the thing works it's it's the same story Mm -hmm. but it's really it is a different dynamic because of the body horror aspect of it and the in the extreme paranoia. Right. And I right. mean the, the Howard Hawks version of the thing is 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 a great 50s sci-fi movie, but it's a monster movie. It's you know, it's a guy in suit monster movie. Yeah. Right. At the end of it. Getting so sucked into the conclusion. Here. Oh yeah. I uh, know. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like a lot of this movie is, is literally being carried by the look on Joe Beth's face. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, they're. Li- I mean, this is like very lo-fi. I mean, it's just a closet. It's just a light, you know, like light flickering, in the strobing out of the closet. I mean, that's that's really. Yeah. There's not much more to this scene, but this is just so great. Yeah. Well, because by this point you've already been invested into the Freelings and yeah. the desperation that they're in. 
And they I, can and use like, Crappy Peter Parker here to help them uh, communicate a little better. No, he was One smart. more person like, as a I goat. already tore my face off in a vision. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, I'm going to need therapy until I'm dead. And I always like in my horror movies or my, you know, I like when, when everybody gets together and they've got their little plan and they, you know, and they're when they're not just fodder. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's something yeah. to be said for that. I also, you know, if I'm watching a slasher movie, then I, I just I want it to be, you know, I want to watch the pretty people die. Picked off one by one? Yeah. Right, right, right. Sure, sure, sure. No, I get that. Yeah. Yeah, this is a pretty, this is one of the shots I was talking about in the movie with them backlit by the door and kind of reminds me of the end of Star Trek The Motion Picture. Oh, yeah. It yeah. is a little oh, yeah. bit uh, yep. of Decker and Ilya. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A little bit Even with of, the Goldsmith uh, score. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit of Russell, Russell uh, or uh, Richard Dreyfus Close Encounters, a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Hey, another 12 guys <laughs> out there on the Fantail launch. Yeah, they're all going to die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take this working man crap. Hoopah! <laughs> <laughs> Hoopah! Take this abuse much longer. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I I forgot how much Mrs. Freeling is really the the protagonist yeah. of this movie. Yeah. 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 Man, the uh, you could see it a little bit on the rope when it came through, and then the balls before that. But the, the ectoplasmic goo, the goo coming out of this. What uh, is that? I, who knows, it's like man? Weird. Yeah, it is some. Well, we oh. get kind of a glimpse of it right here, don't we? With her, where she's traveling through the, the portal. Well, you know, yeah. When well, you will see in a second. They're covered in it when they come out in a moment. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It's later, I think, is what you're talking about, hero. See, and you know what it is? It's the pink stuff from Ghostbusters 2. Oh, well, that's what it looks like. Slime. Yeah, yeah. See? See? It's the crossover that needed to happen. Yeah. He is Vigo. <laughs> you know, like the buzzing of flies, flies to him. Why am I dripping this goo? Everything you are doing is bad. I want you to know this. <laughs> I love Ghostbusters too. That movie gets a totally unfair rap. It's great. On oh, this part where he's just like, oh, he's kind of freaking out a little bit. Oh yeah. Oh. I, man, this is there is so much Evil Dead Two in this. Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. Seriously, they are just coated in that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty gross. Yeah. It's like watch Ray Parker Jr. rub his hands off on his shirt here in a minute. He's literally will like wipe his hands off on his shirt. Like, yeah, there you go. That's some of that. I think he's comforting him maybe more, but yeah, it did look he like was he was wiping his, wiping hands his hands. Off. <laughs> he's like, 
you know what it looked to me, especially when he was carrying them through the door there, they were so covered in it. It honestly, it looks like in the way they were curled up, it looks like a baby being born, which is like weird. But I mean, it looks like a baby being born and they got to wipe all the goo off and hope they start breathing and all that. It's yeah. Ooh. Is it? Yeah, yeah. I feel like the little child actor playing Caroline is trying so hard to keep her eyes closed right now. Yeah. She did good. Yeah. She did good. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, whatever that stuff is, (laughs) it is sticky. Not even phased. Hi, Daddy. Yeah, that, that stuff just looks horribly disgusting. Oh, yeah, gross. Is, yeah. This, is this the line? Yep. Mm-hmm. Get her, her, her hair. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But is it uh, clear? I love, I know, and what a, it's great, you know, the, the false ending. Yeah. Is it safe? <laughs> yeah, the, the great cut to, yeah, pack your shit, we're out of here. Oh, yeah, no cool, right? Although what's hilarious is, you know, they basically establish in the scene, yeah, we're moved out. We won't even spend the night here. And yet when they go back inside, all their they stuff's do spend the still night. inside. Or, or, and it's like you get the idea that they're not going to stay the night, but then. Well, you know, they, they, they oh. say in here they're not going to. And she tells the kids, like, I'll be in the bath. And then I when I get noticed, out, we're basically I leaving. the white in her hair either. Uh, I know, right? Well, yeah, her daughter kind of gives her a hard time about it here, right? I love the daughter's line here, too. She says, we're going to spend the night at the Motel 76, whatever. And she's like, oh, the one over on blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I wonder what she's yeah. been up to. Uh, yeah, she's rogue now, huh? She's got the... Oh, yeah. yeah. She's got the rogue there. Hey, man, if they had done X-Men in, you know, 1984 or 85, she could have pulled it off. Like, yeah. Back to the skiz. Come on. Totally. Scary, scary, scary. Yeah, Carol Ann, man, she she looks like she came right out of, you know, Children of the Damned. Oh, yeah, yeah, she does. Damned corn, whichever one you want to pick. Uh, He who walks behind the rose. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Some more king for you. Yeah. That movie has not held up. <laughs> nah. Not at all. That that short story is really good still, though. Yeah. That was yes. one I read uh, in my reread last year, I think. Yeah, the movie, though, is... Not great. Great performance by the, the kid playing uh, Isaac, but... Other than that, not much to it. Mm-hmm. Um... That was something else I read, and I didn't really have, like, a source for it, but it was like a, you know, like kind of like a click through these 11 things you didn't know about Poltergeist. Mm. And one of them was that Spielberg initially reached out to Stephen King to work on this. Oh. Um, but mm. that they ate lunch or something like that, but I guess his publisher, Doubleday, wanted way too much money for him to work on it, which I don't know if that sounded right or not, but that's what it said at least. Mm-hmm. Eh, I, I believe would, it. This, w- at this time, he was pretty huge. much yeah, 
yeah, he was like really he was a household name. Yeah, he, yeah and he still had like another ten years of dominance before more than ten years. Yeah, before he started to kind of coast. Oh, she's going into dire hair. Derp. Yeah, yeah, that's his whole part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But see what I'm talking about though? Like, like there's, there's like all their stuff's like still in the house. Like, well, it'll take a long time to clear out a house. Well, usually, yeah. I mean, but I, but I, I, I was, I thought we were supposed to kind of believe like it's probably been a few days or something. You know? Uh, hey, I couldn't, I couldn't be clear on that if well, it was like the next day or been a few days yeah. or what. No, he he asked her how you feeling, and she said, "I feel kind of hungover, like I'm hungover." So, whoa, here we go. Um, but uh, yeah, maybe it is just supposed to be the next day. So yeah, I guess. They and the would... kids' room is cleared out pretty mostly. much. Mostly, yeah. yeah. Well, most of the stuff got yeah. sent to. Hey, a plastic oh. DL forty-four. Woo! Oh my gosh, I want that so bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess. And a headless yeah, so doll. Guess... That's not creepy. Oh, not at all. Yeah, I guess they're just. I guess they tried. This was maybe only a day worth of packing. So, but if you have a moving company helping you, that can be done. So. Yeah, it still take a long time. Oh yeah. Hey, uh, that that son of a bitch. The dog. <laughs> Google image search is your friend, Dave. <laughs> I was just making a dog joke there. Sure. This kid. Oh, he. <laughs> Hey, he's got his priorities right. He keeps his Darth Vader action figure action, case action right figure by case, his, yeah. right by the end of his bed. His Yoda's that there. This clown, yeah. why is it still there? It just keeps hanging around, man. Yeah, <laughs> like it's got a mind of its own. You know what's funny? You done it's, poked the bear. Before the '80s, before oh. the '80s GI Joes and the He-Mans and stuff, kid toys were kind of creepy. Yeah. You know, old dolls and like stuff were were kind of horrible. There she is. She's chewing on Luke's legs. Oh I my told gosh, you. she is. I told you. That's terrible. Take her back. Take her back to the other side. She deserves yep. it. <laughs> yep. Dad gone. That look on her face too. Like, what are you yeah, gonna do about it? And like Yoda, he's sleeping with Yoda. There you like, go. I'm gonna rip the lightsaber out of his arm in a minute. That's how I'm gonna justify what happens to her in two and three. It's because she messed with those vintage Star Wars toys. Yeah. <laughs> No karma. Respect. It's all karma. Oh my gosh, it's too funny. <laughs> the dog, that yeah. golden retriever is great. <laughs> and so is Joe Beth in the tub. Mm hmm. Yeah. Let's see here. Why do they have a. Yeah, the, the red light above the tub, too. It's like this it's is the lamp. same light that. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah. I don't know. Oh yeah, my, uh, heat lamps my, in bathrooms. My uncle's bathroom in the first house that he owned had a heat lamp in the bathroom. Yeah. Uh-huh. But you live in the frozen north. Why? Well, yeah. It's only frozen a couple months out of the year. Oh Jesus! Here yeah, we no, go. Night, the nightmares yeah. are going to begin for me. Uh, he knows exactly something's up. Yeah, you think? Yeah, he's like, what? <laughs> and they do the pacing and on the sh- and the shot choices. Everything about this is so perfect. He's actually pretty brave. Yeah, I wouldn't be that brave. I'd be out the friggin' door. No, me neither. No way. Oh, and you think gosh. that's where the jump scare is going to be, and they get the fake. And that is absolutely terrifying. And I'm going under the bed now. Oh. 
Okay, so JC, I was telling Hero before we were recording, I kid you not, when I was younger, before this movie came out, I had a nightmare where I had a Kermit the Frog toy that attacked and tried to strangle Whoa. me. So when I saw Whoa. this movie... <laughs> a little too real. My nightmares came to life on the screen. Wow. And now here's where all my dreams come true. Nope, nightmare. Back to nightmare. Nope. nope. Oh, no, that's pretty good. Nope. Nope, yep. Hey. Now, and, you know, we had said about how in the face melty scene that that was kind of reminiscent of the T2 scene ahead of its time. This reminds me of the really famous scene in the first Nightmare movie. Yep. And this that was like so. It. Yeah, it did. You get a lot of mileage out of a rotating room when you do it right. It's well, yeah. and I feel like this is really cool. Like, oh, I mean, this is a crazy shot and he look the kid actually fights off the yeah oh yeah the, i love that he's, he's pretty brave like, now after everything that he's been through destroys yeah him. <laughs> he knows his life or death man you gotta fight back so look at all the stuff they have in that room that would have had to have been glued down the newspapers all the everything would have, had to have been yeah. set oh, in god. place oh god uh, now this is this is the part that like really Beyond the face peel, this is what really stuck in my brain as a kid. Yeah. Was the closet, which I already didn't like. What kid likes the closet? Yeah. At, at night. And then they freaking turned it up to 11. Oh, there we go. That, that actually reminds me kind of of the end of Raiders as well. Yeah. It's a great puppet. Yeah. yeah. Frightening. There you go. Those are your trippy stairs, Dave. Yeah. Exactly. Oh my god, I forgot how much wow. beating she takes at the end of this. Yeah. Cow. Oh. No more is right. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh, see, I'm rewatching this today. I had completely forgotten about this part. Well, this reminds me of the end of Halloween, where Jim Lee Curtis is begging for help, and all the lights are getting turned off. Yeah. Porches and stuff. Yeah. Of course, her neighbors actually do come to help. Oh. And Dave, this is what you were talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Those are scary. Yeah, well, yeah, that's... Um, and you those, said apparently... Or was that you that said that? Yeah, those weren't props. Apparently those were like medical skeletons or something like that. Yeah, that, I heard the same. But they like to be dressed. And they didn't even move the damn burial ground. They just built right over it. That's the big kicker right there. Right. They moved the headstones. They didn't move the graves. Total scumbag move. I know. I really, yeah. This, man. This oh, there she goes. Yikes! Back down in the frigate. Yeah. Oh, with all the dead bodies. This is. Yeah, man. As a kid, this is this one is really scary if you're a kid. Oh mm -hmm. yeah. Well, this the, this is the part. Uh, well, similarly in Raiders, the part where uh, 
they're getting mm-hmm. out of, I guess, the, the Well, well of, of Souls, souls. and yeah. they go through the, the crypt with all the skeletons. That was the part in that whole movie that freaked me out the most. Hey, neighbor. Nice panties. Um, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> I love how the neighbor wife's like, you're not going in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's those crazy hippies from next door. (laughs) 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 Too much money. They have too much money to be hippies. And I love that reverse Scorsese squeeze there. It's weird. Yeah. Uh So awesome. Yeah, It's like bad dreams, you know? Just like... In her running... Oh, it's so cool. Yeah. Oh. And we haven't really mentioned it too too much since the beginning, but the uh, Goldsmith score through this whole part, you know, is just like it's yeah. really good. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's not his first horror movie, but it doesn't sound anything like Planet of the Apes. It doesn't sound anything like Alien. Yeah. And this is yeah, actually, um, I was gonna say I regret not picking this one. Mondo did a reissue of this. Not too long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen I it. I think I'm gonna pick it up. It's actually not too bad to get in the uh, secondary. Well, and it's got a really cool black and white jacket. Now yeah. this is pretty much directly Stranger Things right here, right? Oh or yeah. A breach. That or the sar. That or the sarlacc. Or yeah, it's very oh, much. Yeah. You know, it had to have been a clear influence on on the Duffer Brothers. Yeah, no doubt. There's no doubt. I mean, we didn't really mention it even when uh, she went into, I mean, even the whole thing with the mom going into yep. the other dimension to rescue the child earlier. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Man, with that Goldsmith music right there, I did get a little, she, I mean, she's got a little Ripley going for her as well. Well, because she's in her panties. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> The look on the boss's face. It's like, the what? Ugh. Yikes. Yeah, this is something else with these, these coffins just busting out of the ground everywhere. It's, it's a fantastic visual. I mean, it's, yeah. Amazing. He's not going to let him get away with it. No. It's funny because, you know, this is still at a time when horror was still kind of looked at as the, you know, the bastard stepchild of Hollywood. And right. this is like... Big t- Goldsmith, Hooper, Spielberg, Kathleen Kennedy is one of the producers on this. Or yeah, this Frank Marshall right. and Kennedy. Yeah. Yep. So this is like you have the cream of the crop that, of that was going on with genre filmmaking in Hollywood at the time, and mm-hmm. it's a true horror movie. Well, it's funny, like you know, horror is always looked at as this kind of B grade, you know, and there's thing, plenty, and, yet, and there are plenty that are. But but every you know every you, know, you get these big you know you get this one you get um, the Exorcist you know 
every couple of years you get the really big, high-profile, you know, real deal oh, horror movie with big names. And that's stuff. fortunate. She rolled up right at the right time. <laughs> yeah. She's got a hickey on her neck too. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> Oh, she totally does. Oh, on both sides. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, very progressive. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here, like, the whole street sees it. I mean, it's literally, yeah, it's, like... It happened. I don't know. Well, what I'm not, I'm not like, a historian of, uh, of horror films or anything, but in 82, this would be, like, right in, like, the peak of, like, slasher movies, right? I mean... Uh, getting you'd there, have yeah. The Friday, had, you'd have the Friday, you'd have you wouldn't have Nightmare yet, but you definitely have had the Friday movies going. And Halloween, Friday, yeah, and all the like knockoffs and stuff. Slasher's kind of picking up steam, you know. Yeah. But this is definitely not that, you know. Oh my gosh! In the whole house, that is such a cool effect. Yeah. Sucked into freaking nowhere. That was an earthquake. Yeah, then why was that light sucking everything into it? Wow. Gotta love the the steamy window thing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. With that, that Hollywood rain. Mm-hmm. Coming yeah, down oh, yeah. Like, coming down like rocks. Yep. Yeah. But it's rain. That's a, that's a symbol of baptism. It's a new beginning for the Freelings. Yeah. <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> well, at least at least they got most of their stuff out of the house. At that point, you just think they got the dog, they got the kids. <laughs> they didn't get the vintage figures. They didn't get the vintage no! figures. The Reagan, the Reagan book is probably gone, but you know that they got their weed stashed away somewhere. <laughs> You're going to need a lot of it after that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, my God. So intense, man. I really forgot how intense, like, the last 45 minutes of this movie is. Oh, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, once once the train leaves the station, it it goes full steam to the end. Yeah, and here we go with our little exclamation point. Uh, just a second. What does he wheel out of the house, out of the hotel room? The TV. No TV. It's a great. Yeah, I think we're doing TV. We're Amish now, kids. (laughs) 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 Yeah, it's a. Man, this is such a classic, classic. man. Great movie. It is a great movie. You know, it's funny. It has... um, I was just thinking something about you saying how it really picks up at the end. To me, uh, in a weird way, it kind of... I know we were joking about Jaws earlier, but, like, structurally or the way the movie kind of picks up pace as it goes and almost switches tones in the middle, it reminds me a lot of Jaws as well. Yeah, Jaws definitely does that same thing. It's it's the suspense of something's killing people and then it becomes an adventure movie at the end. Right. And it right. does it without you even noticing it because it all just feels like it that's the way it should be. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Kathleen Kennedy uh, and her husband Frank Marshall were 
the producers on this, and they, if you look up uh, their production credits, it's just like one amazing oh, movie yeah. after another. She's, yeah. Yeah. There's a reason why she's producing all the Star Wars movies now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize till she got, um, you know, handed the keys to the kingdom, just how many movies she worked on with George and Steven, and yeah. She's got quite the career. So. Yep. Yeah. Oh. And we get the great Goldsmith score over the, uh, mm-hmm. the end of this. Oh, yeah. 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 It's... Yep. No, great movie. And definitely uh, glad we glad we got to talk about this one. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was really, really good. I'm, I hadn't seen it in a while, so it was... Really nice to catch up with it again and then just see how much it really did tie into uh, as an influence, I'd say, on, on Stranger Things. Yeah, it's it's pretty clear. The Children in Peril, The Frantic Mother, The Doorway to Another Dimension. Uh, yeah. it's uh, What else can you say about it? Pardon me. Yeah, it's all right. Well, um <laughs> Do we know what we're going to be doing next? Because uh, I think I'd like us to keep a schedule up where we get uh, you yeah. know, one episode out at least a month until the show comes yeah. back. Uh, has anybody dropped any other uh, suggestions on us that uh, we should be thinking about? Or is there anything that you you guys have thought about? No, my buddy, uh, a friend of mine, Chris Shoemake, he's the one who definitely was like, oh, man, got to do Poltergeist, got to do Poltergeist. So that's why I suggested this one to you all. But... I don't have another one to do. We could do, well, I don't know. Maybe we should take that off channel. But, yeah, I don't have any other suggestions at this moment. All right. But well, either uh, of you all? I honestly don't know. There's it, it so much that we could pull from that's, you know, just tangentially, tangentially related. Um, yeah. Or directly related. It's uh, it's tough. I mean, I almost feel like we should cover something out of the, the Stephen King films. Um, just, mm. just because of you know, the, clearly that was a huge influence. We've already done some carpenters, so don't think we right. need to go back to that. Well, but I, I mean, yeah, maybe we should do Firestarter. Uh, you know what? Yeah, that was that was one that's in my mind for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't watched that in a couple of years. I'd definitely be down for watching that. It's, I haven't uh, watched that in probably 25 years, so I would love to watch that again. It, so. I, I oh, it's it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. yeah, I've got the. I picked up the book uh, a while back. I'm not quite there in my read through, but I could mm-hmm. uh, speed my schedule up a little bit and try and get to that one sooner rather than later. Well, that would be good because I've never actually read the book, so I've only seen the movie. So it would be good if we, uh, you know, mm-hmm. go to that one. Um, yeah, that's, a, that's definitely a good one. It would definitely be another aspect, you know, the super powerful psychic child. Right. Right. Um, yeah. All right, well let's let's think about that. That that could be a really good choice. Sure. Uh, I know the Alamo Draft House. Um, I actually saw on Facebook today in August. The one here by my house is doing a cat's paw fire starter double feature one oh, Friday nice. night. I'm so excited. Yes, they're they're opening up one uh, right by me. Oh, so. nice. See, the ones here in Houston yeah. are not. They're like out in the far suburbs. Not even like kind of the first like ring of suburbs around the city but like the second ring like oh geez like, way far west and way far northwest um 
So it's rare that I get to go out to any of the actual shows of the theater. They do all kinds of rolling road shows and events in the city. Yeah. You know, um, in fact, tomorrow night they're showing Scott Pilgrim at the library I go to all the time. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I rarely make it out to the actual theaters just because they're so far. Yeah. If I if I had an Alamo draft house, you know, within like an hour drive of my vicinity, I would totally go. It's just, yeah, I'm not that yeah. lucky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I actually feel like you could, you know, Dave, you're talking about uh, podcast mm-hmm. ideas. I feel mm-hmm. like you could do a podcast if you just, I mean, let them like, if you just like went by their programming and they almost like right. curate. It's like a curated oh, list yeah. of like great stuff to watch already. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, yeah, I was really impressed. I um, they happened to to open one up, uh, in Littleton where my my mother in law lives. Okay. So whenever we go back there, uh, you know, in the suburbs of Denver, whenever we go back there, um, we can hit the Alamo Draft House every summer. And then this one's going to be, you know, like 20, like 15 minutes down the road for me. Nice. And, um, but yeah, I was impressed. Like the last time I went to one, um, the movie wasn't that hot. We saw The Lone Ranger with Johnny Depp. Uh, But what I loved about it was they had like, you know, they had about 20 minutes of programming before the movie that was all Lone Ranger themed. Uh-huh. And then, you know, and then when they got into the previews, they were showing things like, you know, next week is going to be Escape from New York that we're going to show. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, like I was freaking out, like just their retro programming. Yeah, like you said, would be a great way to kind of like watch some old movies on the big screen. Well, yeah, about it. And so I'm I am I just I'm counting down the days to that Alamo. Yeah, that's, that's I can't wait. Yeah, I love I mean. It's a cool place to watch a movie just because they do, like, make it a fun experience. But to me, it's, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's all about their, like, the programming they do beyond just, like, current release movies that makes it pretty cool. But Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah, well, and and it's fun. Like like you said, like, it's good to have, like, something to kind of give you, like, here, you could follow this because, like, you know, I've talked about it recently on on a little secret side project that hasn't come come out quite yet, but... Like, there's so much stuff. There's so many books and movies and games and stuff that I have, like, just at my disposal. It's just a matter of what order do I tackle it in and and where's the motivation to just get me to just pick this over this and get after it, you know? There's almost almost too much choice. I remember the last time my family went out of town, it was like, I remember I sat around for an hour, like, what am I going to do? You know? (laughs) You know, like, I got 400 movies. Which one do I pick, you know? (laughs) <laughs> no, it's definitely so, you know, uh, decision and decision, you know. Yeah, but that's why I, I like with this, like what we're doing here, where we're kind of going back and and look at it at, at uh, influences for Stranger Things because it gives us like like something to pick. Like I haven't sat and watched Poltergeist just straight through in in a long time, um, and in the thing as well. So it's great to have that 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 reason, that almost homework that you got to get done. Mm-hmm. So right. Now I'm now torturing myself going on their website, seeing if there's any of them cl- <laughs> close to me. <laughs> they all those. Yeah, I know they have them in New York, but I don't know if they've That's made the it closest all one. the way up to Boston. Yeah, I'm so oh, bummed because I see I... Winchester and uh, Springfield on here. It's like, nah, not the ones right. in Massachusetts. Damn it. Well, what, what we need to do is we need to get we need to figure out one of these days somehow to get do a get together. Oh yeah, and then we'll ha- we'll have our own like movie marathon. You know. Um, yeah, which would be great. 
you know, if we could all just kind of get together and just watch a few movies and do a live commentary, that would be that would be cool. Oh yeah, that would be. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So. Well, I appreciate you guys uh, making time to watch Poltergeist, and uh, oh, it was so hard. Twist my arm. <laughs> oh, I know, I know, I know. Uh, but how we got... uh, what are you gonna say, Dave? Oh, I was gonna say how we got through all that Joe Beth Williams. I have no idea. It was just excruciating yeah, torture. torture. Dignity and, and 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 honor and pride. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, um, we appreciate you all listening to the show. Um, you can find the show on iTunes. Also, we have a Facebook page, which I use primarily just to share uh, cool cast protections, or not cast protection, Stranger Things stories. As I come up, I usually share them there. Um, but you can uh, definitely find the show on iTunes and we really appreciate you listening, and we'll be back uh, hopefully in the next month or so with uh, we another... We have an email address, too, episode. right? Oh, yes. You can reach us at castprotection at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So uh, right thanks for you. listening. Yeah, we'd love some feedback, especially... I know I did get some uh, feedback from a friend at church. He was saying that he wanted to listen to the Thing episode, but he's never seen it. So that might be a hindrance in in some ways with some of these commentary episodes. And I would definitely, I mean, we're only going to be probably watching, like, really good stuff. So I would say watch the either watch it along with us would probably be, mm-hmm. like, my first choice. But definitely don't let us spoil some of these great movies for you, you know. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you listen yeah. to a commentary, you should have at least seen the movie already. I would agree. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't feel like we need to for put sure. a disclaimer up before we do yeah. this. Yeah. For sure. If you're not for afraid sure. of spoilers, listen along. Yeah. 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 It's a 35-year-old movie. God. That's true. Yeah. No, no, no. No, I just not not that it, we'd spoil it, although it would, but it's more like uh, I mean, at least for the thing in this one as well. It's like they're worth watching yeah. without us yammering over them for the first time, at least I'd say. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. Cool. All right. All right, guys. Well, I, I appreciate it, and uh, we'll be back soon. Yep. Stay away from the light. All right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Thanks, guys. If you shop at Amazon.com, please consider using the link at twotruefreaks.com to shop there. If you use this link to go to Amazon and then you shop, Two True Freaks gets a little cut of what you buy and it doesn't cost you anything extra. So you get to shop as usual and help out the Two True Freaks at the same time. Visit our website at twotruefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T-W-O-T-R-U-E-F-R-E-A-K-S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at twotruefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks.
If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening, and join us every Monday for new episodes of Two True Freaks. Freaks.